Okay, welcome to episode 61 of the United Pubcast and again, another positive one where we can discuss three points, three points we did not think we were going to get sitting here last week, the type of game that we are always or seem to always sort of fold under the pressure, not pressure, but fold under the low block of the defence, but to be fair, or not to be fair to Watford, but they came out and actually attacked, which kind of made it an opening game, sort of a real open end-to-end game, so something positive to discuss finally yeah mate um how are you by the way i'm good it seems i think I've, I've walked in here we've been chatting for 10 minutes and i don't think i've asked you how you are so i'm sorry exactly because you've been looking in the mirror behind me yeah well my hair's just not sitting right today <laughs> sorry well, is there time to switch do you want to switch hey no no we're all right all right um mate, yeah it's, it's always great to see a win and uh these are the games that we've dropped to your point uh i recall in fact the last time we versed watford i think there was an opportunity to go to fourth i was or, on a cruise then Oh, right. Um, but at the time, we we lost to them convincingly, and again, we were close. But now that the opportunity's there, I know Chelsea got a good result, but it feels like now's the real opportunity to grab that fourth place. And if you think about uh, the Van Gaal season, I was just thinking of this. Um, they were, we were very inconsistent that year. And then suddenly, in the back end of the season, we just went win after win after win. And I feel like there's a similar opportunity to do that um, but look, it was a good performance, and we'll talk about some of the star performers in the game. Well, I think that positive feel comes from, look, United beat Watford at home, it's a normal result. But it's almost not a normal result for us, if you know what I mean. Like, everyone kind of expected us to drop points. But to be able to put back-to-back wins, well, back-to-back league wins together, I think as you said, the commentator said it was the second time this season we've done it. The other time was around the Christmas period. So um, it is kind of a rarity to go and win twice in a row. So I think that is why top four, top five, whatever you want to call it now, suddenly does look a bit more achievable than what it obviously felt like this time last week or two weeks ago. But getting into the, we'll get into the game. We won't touch too much on the Bruges game. We'll touch on the second leg at the end of the podcast. But um, I don't want to start off with a negative, but I think this sort of individual negative has created a bit of positivity around it, if you know what I mean. But start off with Jesse Lingard and, and Andreas Pereira just completely dropped from the side not even on the bench and I think while negative for those two individuals did give us a sort of positive lift I mean well I think if you look online most fans were rejoicing as if we won the league but, but, but that's what I mean but even players I think players within a change room do have that feeling sometimes a player who's starting will be talking to a guy on the bench thinking geez mate you should be playing you should be playing over this guy so while the fans obviously do get a bit of a buzz from it I'm sure one or two players probably did as well no doubt and it's not just that they were dropped it's the fact the squad got stronger um, you, you had the inclusion of uh, McTominay uh, Greenwood uh, Gomez was in the travelling squad so it's just like these are quality players that you're bringing in over guys who are underperforming or not good enough um, and, and I think those two words fit Lingard and Pereira respectively um, I think both of them don't have future I'll be very surprised if either of them are at United um, come the start of next season to be honest I think I think the club would probably like to move them on potentially even Solskjaer would potentially move them on even though he has played both of them quite often However, I think it almost comes down to a situation where I always go back to Chris Smalling and Phil Jones. I think the club wanted to get rid of both 
Phil Jones was happy to stay, or maybe no one was happy to take him. But Chris Smalling took it upon himself to say, no, I'm happy to go out on loan because I want to play. There's a, now Jesse Lingard has got Mino Raiola, so maybe he is looking for a move. But Andreas Pereira, is he happy to go elsewhere, or is he happy to sit on his sort of positioning? And look, if I was on the bench at United, I, would, I wouldn't budge an, an inch. I'll take it. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it might very well come down to the individual um, in those two cases. Now on to a big positive, almost the opposite of Jesse Lingard and Andreas Pereira, almost their replacement. Bruno Fernandes, he's pretty good at football, a little bit. Oh, mate, he's brilliant. Honestly, I, just the the level of class he showed, um, and, and that's the thing, when, when you have quality footballers, they don't need time to settle in, they just show their difference, you know? Um, it's, his quality on the ball, but what it really is, is, now we mentioned this last week, where Pogba flows in and out of games, Fernandez stays in the game. He's, he's looking for the ball, and it's just his decision-making is excellent. You saw it in the lead-up to Martial's goal, which, believe me, I've got a nice speech ready for, right, when we get there. But just the run that Martial was making, Martial makes those runs every week, okay? Don't let his demeanor fool you. He's making the runs. The fact that there's someone there to actually feed through the quality now, and you saw it in the lead-up with Greenwood's goal, you saw it in the um, exchange with Fred in the Chelsea game, Fernandez just reads the game. And you can't defend players when you don't know what they're going to do ahead of when they're going to do it. He's just he's just quality. I can't speak highly enough of him, and he's, he's just going to get better. Well, we are just speaking before. He's a player that, and some players just have it. There's nothing, there's no recipe for it. It's just something about them. Has, when you get the ball, the game stops and defenders are scared to go towards you and everything is just happens to happen in slow motion for that player. And he's one of those players that... I was watching the game and thinking, how was United the only club in for him? We had a free run at him and got him for, look, a lot of money, 50 million pounds or whatever it costs. So that's a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not really. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe other clubs at like City and Liverpool, Chelsea, maybe don't have that strong desire for that position at this time. But still, you can't say no to that sort of quality. So I'm shocked when, when looking back at it, and look, it's two, three games. Like, who knows what type of signing he'll turn out to be? But I'm shocked we had that free run at him. Like when you, maybe not even in England, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. From what I've seen of him, okay, we may be comparing to Pogba in terms of ability, but maybe Pogba's a touch ahead of him. But other than that, he's clearly our best player. Yeah, definitely agree with that. The only difference between him and Pogba, I think, is just the physical aspect. Is yeah. obviously more slight. Um, is it? I don't want to get into this lazy comparison sort of thing, but he almost reminds me of Skulls in the sense he's got time. Well, got... well speaking of that, I was just going to go to the next point. Um, Josh, who was on the podcast last week, put a comment on the Facebook page saying, what do you think of Solskjaer comparing in terms of Skulls and a Veron mix, a mix between the two players? I could see that. I could see that. But Veron was very, like, got on and he could always score a goal. Fernandez definitely has it in him. We haven't seen it, but... Um, I mean, I know he's got the penalty, but we haven't seen the wild shot from distance, but he's got it in his locker. Well, I think that's the thing, especially with Veron as well. Like, there's, you, just what we mentioned earlier, you can see the quality Bruno Fernandes has. Whether he plays well or doesn't play well, you can just tell he's a good player. And with Veron, you look back and especially hear some of the players he played with, Skulls, King, Geeks, they all say the best player at the club was Veron. It didn't happen for him, but he was definitely the best player. And yeah, maybe that is, maybe Solskjaer can just see Bruno Fernandes is going to be our best player. Whether he produces, time will tell. But um, yeah, as I said, I, was, I, didn't con- I wasn't concerned at all with the signing, but as I said last week, I had my sort of head, I was a bit sort of cautious about going over the top. But my God, he's, he's a pleasure to watch. He's a fantastic footballer. 
Um, now, some also on Facebook, George just commented just only five minutes ago before we started recording, saying he saw a stat that Bruno Fernandez is the first United player to score his first goal from the club for the penalty spot. Now, I don't know. I would be shocked. He says here Sanchez technically the other year scored off a rebound, so technically that doesn't get down. I would be shocked if he's if that's a true stat. It could very well be. Off the top of my head, without any research, I think maybe Diego Forlan was, but I'm not sure if we're talking league goals or not. So, George... Was, was it Van Persie's first goal? Van Persie was... The four? Yeah, no, he scored against Fulham, or... Yeah, it would have been against Fulham before he's had Could be right. But, um, yeah, so, George, looking at Diego Forlan, that's a possibility, but there's a bit of a stat for Bruno, because the fans love him already. Here's a chanting the Bruno song. Oh, yeah, I love it. It's just his name stretched out. It's like Rio, but Bruno... You probably heard that. We'll probably put that at the start of the intro for this podcast. So um, <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, actually, we'll go on. We'll stay on Bruno. Why not? The goal penalty. I'm yeah. not, I don't take penalties like that. I don't have the balls for that. Oh man, he's got he's got big cojones. <laughs> um, I don't know. I find penalty takers are strange these days. Like Pogba takes this really slow walk up, and Ronaldo does the wide leg stance. I don't know. If you're a penalty taker, what would you do? I pick a spot, smash it in. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do anything fancy because if you, if you miss that way you look a bit I'm, I've got all the respect in the world like Rashford smashes it which is probably what I think I'd do if you've and like Martial's the same like they're just they're so composed like if you've got the balls to take penalties like that power to you but you look damn stupid when you miss yeah, yeah well, when he was running up to us don't try that little Jorginho jump don't do it he's going to miss it. it's just yeah. written in the stars but then when it goes he's like oh no the class yeah, do that every time please um Enough of Bruno, I'm sure he'll come back into the podcast in the three, two, ones. Now, do you want to get tissues, a towel, any lubricant or anything to talk um, about Anthony Martial? If I had a girlfriend... <laughs> if? If I had a girlfriend, right, and she said to me, I need some love tonight, I'd be like, I'm really sorry. I've lost all my energy watching that Anthony Martial go. Which bit? The, the turn or the finish? Well... I think the turn got me going, and once he finished, I finished. Because seriously, like honestly, like that turn was class. Like once that ball went through, right? You're like, he took a touch, and you're like, oh, he's gone on his left. He's taken the shot. Okay, it's dead. And then he just turns the ball, and then it's just like, oh my gosh. The, the, I don't know who that offender was, but he went to the floor. He died. Right? It was like Call of Duty. He got shot in the head. And then the goalkeeper's like gone as backup. He's like, all right, I got him. Oh, nope, I don't got him. And then he's just done a finish that you do in five-a-side. Well, the turn as well. The turn was, look, it's almost something basic you do with under sixes. A very basic turn. However, it just added that just little bit of a Cruyff turn with the studs. A little bit of a, yeah. a twist in it, which um, which was completely intentional. He completely meant to do it. And then obviously the finish, any type of chipped finish over a Premier League goalkeeper is, is, takes a hell of a lot of talent. So... However, one thing, he was offside. I don't know how they didn't go back to VAR and check that. I don't know if there was technically a second phase of play, which they didn't... By, by, that, what I'm by that law, they didn't have to go back. But I think if they did, and they got the lines out, I think he was clearly offside. That's the thing. I, I believe because there was a deflection and the play sort of died, Like you can't say that that goal wouldn't have been scored if he was or wasn't offside. I think that's the thing there. Um, the advantage didn't go to the attacking team, so being biased but honestly if, like, if that went against us I wouldn't be bothered because yeah. that no, he didn't look, score off look, the plate look well, when I say offside in my opinion he was That's offside not, yeah, right. but in terms of the current rules you could make a case that he was offside in terms yeah. of a body part that can score a goal I think his shoulder might have been off um, 
No, I'll, I'll give you the floor if you do want anything else on Martial while he's chipping. Look, if, if I'm if I'm if I'm being honest, that that's three goals in a week. Um, he he got smashed on social media for his performances, and this is the thing, right? Players go through dips, inevitably. Even if you're in the best team in the world, it happens. Messi went four games without scoring a goal. Do you know that? Then he scored a hat-trick on the weekend. Scored four on the weekend. <laughs> now, I'm not saying it. Martial's Messi, but what I'm saying is, even in a team full of world-class players and you're the best player in the world, you can still go through games where you don't score goals. And then when you consider what our midfield is, yeah, it's well, going to happen. I think that's the thing. If you see someone like Messi, then again, it's not a comparison. But you see someone in a team like that not score goals, well, then you can maybe raise a question or two, but when someone's not scoring goals in a team that's not creating chances, well, there's the reason, because there's no goals. Exactly, and you're seeing Solskjaer has defended Martial because he sees it. He's like, he's doing the, he's making the runs. I think his positional play could be a little bit better, but I think he's improving. That Chelsea goal, the, the header he scored, that was where I feel like something switched because I haven't seen Martial do a lot of those pure centre-forward goals, but that was one of those. And I feel like he, he, there's a catalyst now, especially with Rashford out. He's stepping up. He's he's performing in a team where he's becoming he's becoming a man, and he's just and even the the goal against Club Bruges, he scored a goal when we were down. That's the criticism of Martial. Yeah. It's all it needs to be going well that for him. That could be an important goal, which we'll get into later. But that, that was a big goal, I think. He's stepping up. Like, do you agree with me? I, I think I think there's a catalyst now where he's I, I got think, an opportunity. I think he's stepping up in regards to output and what what he's. In terms of facts, goals, assists, whatever you want to call them, in terms of what do they call it now, goal contributions. And to be fair, okay, that's his job. It doesn't matter how he plays. I think there is a case when he maybe doesn't score or doesn't get the assist. He does need to do more. And it's hard for a striker because you're paid to score goals. So I find the balance. I think sometimes it might just be a point, and it's, it's stupid reasoning, but the body language does it does play a part because when things don't go well and things haven't been going well for United. It is something fans will get emotional about because I think, well, I'm not as good as a footballer as you, but I can run as hard as you. I can try as hard as you. Can you yeah. at least do that for me? And, and he might be, but, and again, I'm not criticising for the body language, but I can understand people who sort of have frustrations when things aren't going well. Can I throw some stats at you? Please. Lukaku scored 16 goals last season. You know the guy who's in Italy and, and Solskjaer's an idiot for letting him go? He scored 16 last season. Martial has 15. Consider how many games he missed at the start of the season. I think he missed two months of football. He's now on 15 goals, which means he's two behind his best ever record. That was the last time he played centre-forward, not even consistently. He was in and out between going wide and centre-forward. The season's not over. I think he'll better that and this he's, season. He's not on penalties. I'm not sure if Lukaku's on penalties. But and sure that was my final point. I'm he's sure he's not on penalties. So, um, Rashford's yeah. taken his fifth yeah. share, so... Well, I think there was always that debate at the start of the season when we got rid of Lukaku. Well, everyone's saying, well, what that means is Solskjaer is then telling Rashford and Martial to have their best ever seasons. I think they're both are. Maybe we can debate their performances, but in terms of what a striker's judged on, they are having their best ever seasons. So, Lukaku, um, so Solskjaer gets a lot of criticism for that Lukaku decision, but I think it was justified. I think it's just a shame how the, sort of the injuries have happened, but I think that the overall decision to get rid of Lukaku was completely correct. But um, on to the other striking option, and a goal that gets a little bit overlooked because Bruno Fernandes, obviously everyone's in love with and scored a penalty. Martial, fantastic goal. Greenwood's goal was just as good, I think. That was fantastic. Underside of the crossbar. I think if you looked at expected goal ratios, Greenwood's goal would be a, a low percentage shot. But 
that was a powerful finish, mate. He's got a shot like an arrow, and Solskjaer even said it after the game. He goes, he's the best finisher we have. Natural striking ability, brilliant. Um, and he'll get better. Like, wait till his frame thickens out. I think there's a real world-class talent there. And, yeah, as a United fan, you're hoping for the best, but that's not even being biased. I think Greenwood's a strange one. He, Do you recall any game where he's been unreal like a game where it's I like think, I think he's, he's one of those players and this is I'm not comparing him at all completely different player yeah. but one of my favourite players Ruth Van Nistroy and um, the way he used to play yeah. different player he was a poacher Greenwood's sort of a lot more mobile but um, Van Nistroy how, how did he play you don't know how he played you just remember him scoring goals he was yeah. ne- never in the play like, obviously a very good footballer but never in the play you never know he was in the game bang balls in the box goal and Greenwood plays in a completely different area of the pitch or at the moment he does yeah, I don't know what type of player he is. He can he receives the ball, he gives it back. He can take a player on, but he doesn't do that until he gets to the box. So again, it's not a comparison at all with Van Nistelrooy, but just that, yeah, just that poacher's instinct where he's not in the game at all, and suddenly he scores and think, oh yeah, he's good. Um, but the, the one thing I want to talk about with Greenwood is, I don't know who to get. Obviously, Mason Greenwood deserves a lot of credit for his progression. Solskjaer, I think, though, if you look at how to use a young player and how to introduce a young player to the first team, I think it's, it's fantastic. Because I think there's absolutely been no pressure put on Greenwood. There was a little bit at the start, I think, through to sort of squad rotation and the injuries we had. But I think he's playing a lot more than what young players at other clubs do. Well, a hell of a lot more than other play, other clubs um, give their young players. But not only that, he's been sort of in and out off the bench or from the start, so he's getting his starts. How many goals did he say he scored? He scored over 10 goals? Yeah, I think he's got... 13 now? Which 12? Is, I think it's 12. Yeah, well, look, I'm shocked it's over 10, but if it's over 10, that's crazy. And um, I'd say, so he's contributing. He's young, what's he, 18, he's still only 18 years it's old. 18, yeah. He's contributing. He's not been played into the ground like Daniel James has been. Obviously, a different case. He's obviously. He's on 13 goals. 13 goals, and no one's really talking about him. But you think of a young player. Remember when Rashford came through in that first season? How many goals? Uh, he played in, scored 10 goals in that. For, no, for, I think it was seven or and eight. And he was only. Yeah, he only came in in February or something, so understandable. And four of those were in his but, first two games. But do you remember that the meteoric rise in terms of only scoring seven goals or whatever? The attention around Rashford in those couple of games. Well, now Greenwood has sort of smashed that first season. And it's still a bit. He's not really talked about. He's talked about amongst United fans, yeah. but in terms of the general media, perhaps with Rashford, it's just because in such the small time frame in which he achieved it. You know, seven or eight goals from January through to May. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Take another way from what Rashford but, did, but I, I think it, just in terms of the Solskjaer needs, I think, a lot of credit in terms of the way he's um, introduced. And not not only Mason Greenwood, but I think Brandon Williams as well. Because look, Brandon Williams is now almost our first choice left back. But now maybe he didn't have his best game. Now he's dropped to the bench. Luke Shaw game went out to left back. So I thought he was really good, by the Luke way. Luke Shaw was very good. But I think that's good use by Solskjaer. I wouldn't be shocked um, next time we go three in the back if Brandon Williams goes back to left back and he's getting games. So name another club, especially a big club, who was given minutes to these players and not only minutes to the players, but those players who contributed big time to performances. I take it back, it's 12 goals. Um, Still anything over 10 is unbelievable. Yeah, Premier League 2. <laughs> <laughs> you count these training goals? Yeah, yeah I goals should. Goals in the warm-up. Um, okay, well, we've just mentioned a few players there. We'll go on to our 3-2-1s. It's got to be Bruno for three, I think. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, just, again, unreal play. His decision mate, and again, this is the difference between him and Pereira. I think Pereira has all the ability physically that... 
Fernandez has. I just think what Fernandez has in the in, in between his ears is well beyond what Pereira can offer. So, unreal player, great goal. Um, and enjoy the celebration. What's going on there? He's covering his ears. Don't you want to enjoy the noise, mate? In my six hours a night before he signed on YouTube, watching his YouTube comp- compilations, yeah. every goal he does, I don't know what it is. Right. I think he likes the monkey emojis. I've th- um, seen that after one of his goals. Yeah. He did the, on, on Twitter. He posted he no one evil, see no evil, speak yeah, no evil. Definitely. We'll ask him when we get him on the podcast. Yeah, the sounds good. Um, okay. Well, Bruno was an obvious choice. We'll go one each for two. You choose the two. I'll choose the one. Um, two. I'd say... It's a hard one. I think Bruno, there was a clear one, and then everyone else was very good. It was... My two I had as Martial, but on reflection, I want to give it a Shaw. Um, I actually thought Shaw was really good. That, so much cleanup play, moved up and down. He actually got himself up towards the box this game. Um, really good performance. I can't fault him, really. And I think that, and I don't want to take away from Shaw here, but I think that use, what I was saying, Solskjaer deserves credit for the use of Brendan Williams. You can also look as a benefit to Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw taking out of the fire line a little bit, maybe a bit of a kick up his ass sort of thing. So I think... Um, Look, this isn't the full Solskjaer praising podcast, but yeah, credit to him. And, uh, but also credit to the individuals, because you look at Pereira and Lingard, who both had their chances this season. They obviously didn't take them. But players like Shaw, players like Greenwood, players like Williams have taken their chance. So um, yeah. for one point, look, I think because you didn't give it to Martial, I'm going to give it to Martial just for the goal. Pretty much just for the goal. It's fantastic. And a striker, if you score a goal and you win, you're doing your job. But one person I do want to touch on, so Martial gets the one point, so Bruno three, Luke Shaw for two, and Anthony Martial for one. I thought it was Daniel James' best game in a while. Yeah, much improved. Um, the lead-up to Fernandez's goal was a great ball by... Uh, it was a, bit, a little bit intricate, not what you expect from Daniel James. No, um, look, I think he's played a lot, a lot of football. I don't think he's a horrible footballer. I don't think he's a starting Manchester United player when we're going for a league title. I think he's somewhere in the middle good squad player but yeah and again Fernandez brings out when you have better players around you it encourages those you know he points and communicates I think Daniel James he almost I don't want to say arrogant he definitely wasn't arrogant but he looked very not cocky but he looked very confident on the ball today when he got it and again I do prefer him on the right but he was back to where he started the season on the left but he looked confident and I think that was because he always knew he had an outboard Bruno Fernandez was in a tight space playing Bruno Fernandez in there he knows he can get out where if Andreas Pereira is in that space, you play Pereira, it might bounce back, and you never know what's going to happen. So I think every time Daniel Jones got the ball, he did look very sort of assured with his what his next yeah. decision was. So um, fair play because he has, I think, wrongly so, but the facts are he's coming for a lot of stick from fans. So um, fair play to him. I'm really happy with his performance. Anything else on the actual game? Um, yeah, I just want to say McTominay coming back, yeah, very good. promising. He, look, he looked um, like he's he about good. deployed in the army. His haircut, don't you reckon? He looked like he was ready to. Yeah, got a wall, which is yeah, good. I could see that. But, um, I could see that. He's got a bit of a shave. But um, he's just—he was—he wasn't on for very long. But just some of this clean-up work, cause like we, like you can just—you look at him, and I think he's an upgrade on what Fred does defensively. Yeah. Um, and in t- to be honest, if I'm choosing between the two, here's an interesting one for you. In our strongest lineup, do you have McTominay or do you have Fred or Matic, who's played pretty well? If I was picking a team now, I would probably. If McTominay was fit and match fit and playing well, and everyone was playing well, I'd weirdly, pro- and assuming Pogba's not in the picture, I'd probably go Matic, McTominay, Bruno Fernandez. I'd probably drop Fred, just because I think McTominay does have that ability to get forward, and I think Matic is more suited to sitting by himself as a one. Mm. Um, but however, if we play two, maybe Fred's better than McTominay a little bit deeper. What if Pogba 
does come back. Then again, we've both said here that McTominay's not a defensive midfielder, but I'd like to squeeze him in and play McTominay deep and then Bruno and Pogba together. Maybe that's not the best balance. Maybe maybe Matic is the key. Maybe there's talk about a new contract for Matic. Maybe he deserves it. Maybe somewhere I still think we do need to upgrade in terms of oh, a, no a defensive, doubt, yeah. defensive midfielder. But um, look, we can discuss that here. It probably is a good problem to have considering where we have been. Well, we've been sort of shoehorning Andres Pereira into different roles. So good problem to have. Um, anything else on the actual match? Or? No, I'm good. Okay, Let's now, talk about the ball fest that was... Um, Club Bridge. Well, we'll get into that just next, just a little bit on Solskjaer. Do you think? Because there is, uh, just what we mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of a feel-good factor around because the first time we've won two games in a row or two league games in a row. I think we've both sat here before and said it's inevitable. Whatever happens, Solskjaer's leaving the end of the season. 99% Pochettino's going to come in. Again, we both sit here and think that fifth won't be enough. We both think it'll be top four, but we, who knows what's going to happen there. Do you think there is a case now Bruno Fernandes comes in and could change this season? Suddenly we go on and win our nut, win 80% of our next games. We scrape in a top four or win a trophy and Solskjaer keeps his job. Do you think that is a potential now or do you still think it's inevitable? I think it's possible. Um, it's a hard one, right? Like For me, I want him to see it out just because I'm like, you look at the squad he's had to put up with this season. You look at what Fernandes has done in such a small period of time and it's just a matter of what if. What if Fernandez was here from the start of the season? I think that's the case for Solskjaer in terms of we well, have to give him the time now because he wanted. Well, who knows? But I think it's clear he did want him in the summer. It didn't happen. You look at the difference he's made in these three games. If we had him here for three months before that, six months before exactly. that, exactly. And and what he's done really well with a team that's not performing. And look, he has his faults. I 100% accept that. I think tactically, I think substitution-wise, it could have been better. But if you just look at the fact that he's kept every player motivated, whether they've been in or out, Matic being a perfect example, um, these players are trying for him. 100%. There hasn't been a single game this season where we've been wiped the floor with. There was the City game um, in the Carabao Cup in that first half but I think that was just purely class I don't, I don't think that that was anything else um, and just, just from that point of view you're like okay all his signings have played well if he gets if he continues that record gets the signings he wants gets an opportunity to build this squad regardless of what happens you'd like to think we have a really good 2021 season yeah well look who knows what's going to happen we could be sitting here next week um knocked out against Bruges and uh, it, it completely changes the picture but um, we've got Everton next I think in the league then the Manchester Derby where it's a weird Manchester Derby you'd almost prefer us to be away at City yeah. at Old Trafford's a little bit daunting but um, we'll obviously touch that in future weeks now just I did touch on a few uh, Facebook comments earlier but we'll just touch on the last one Pete Gilmore sent through now he sent through an essay so sorry Pete I'm not going to go through the whole thing I'll just read sort of a point from each paragraph but I think he's got the same thing as us he's got Martial who's got a love-hate relationship it's definitely the same as myself yours is obviously love-love but um, it's a love-hate one with me I don't need Viagra I just need to watch Anthony Martial score that goal Um, Fernandez is a breath of fresh air Um, he also said like we said at the start great to see Lingard and Pereira not in the squad Um, again Luke Shaw was an impressive uh, Luke Shaw was very impressive for him um also, last thing I swear, Oli has to be praised for getting the most out of some of these players. Good things come to those who wait. And I think that's what we mentioned. I think, look, he, as we just said, he does deserve a lot of criticism. But if you look individually, we always look, well, what, who, who's improved under this manager? Who improved under that manager? 
Solskjaer has improved in a lot of players. No doubt, yeah. Um, I think with, with the Greenwood one, you could say he'd inevitably achieve that anyway. But in saying that, how many managers would give him the game time? Martial's improved. Rashford's improved. McTominay's improved. Purely from that standpoint, given Brendan Williams an opportunity, can't disagree with that. Okay, now on to Friday morning our time. Um, second leg against Bruges. Uh, obviously, anything to touch on the one-all draw in Bruges? I thought, personally, thought it was a decent result. Not decent, yeah, decent results, sorry, not decent performance. But um, everyone sort of seemed to lose their rag over not beating the Belgian Waffles 15-0. But if you look, they drew away at the Bernabeu earlier in the season, so they're a good team. Can I say, that tweet of yours was class. Fantastic, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 two and a half. Is that 15 0 or 7? I forget what the score I said. 17 0 against Belgian Waffles. But that's, I think everyone was nuts that we didn't beat them. I thought, look, they were, I thought, watched them play in that game. I thought they were very good, a very good team, had very good attackers. And they caused a lot of problems. And to keep that, to get the away goal and to go back as clear favourites at Old Trafford, can we go and beat Bruges at Old Trafford? That, that's, the, that's the test. No yes. doubt. So yeah. we're in the driving seat there. I think some of the Fergie's results away in Europe were. Damn it, can Agallo score a goal? Oh, feel for him. As I said, that goal, the chance he missed at Chelsea, just had the same feel as when Falcao missed his chance on his debut. And he just had a feel, oh, what could have been? And he's missed another chance. And um, But I like what he brings in terms of he definitely looks a different option. Yeah. He definitely looks completely different to Martial and Rashford. And hopefully that does pr- provide um, some type of benefit for him. Hopefully the goal does come. But um, I think the signs so far sort of have been good in terms of what we wanted. We needed something different. We've got something different. Whether it works or not, time will tell. Um, anything would you expect? Like a rotated side or do you think it's full strength? I think he will, yeah. And that's the balancing act. Um, I think I think he's looking at the league and he, th- he believes he can get top four. That's what I think. But in saying that, you got to... I think we're not, we're not ahead in the tie because it is a dr- He's a draw. Well, yeah, but... You look at Romero's mistake as he put De Gea back in, even though he plays Romero. Oh, no, I'd stick with Romero. I think Romero's played well enough over the last few years where it's like, okay, let's just call it what it is, a one-off error. And that's yeah. unfortunately, that's where you're at as a goalkeeper. You make one error and you're just out. Oh, no, I didn't feel anything bad. I did feel for it. It was a defensive error on halfway, which then caused Romero to step and then it was, a, it was a comedy of errors so yeah. I don't want to blame him too much for that I think he rotates the squad don't you? I think he goes pretty much full strength I think it's, it's Thursday but with Everton it's, just a couple yeah, of days after it's Thursday, Sunday I think again it comes back to what we've said in previous previous weeks of Solskjaer I think a lot of his decision making in terms of his team selection comes from fear and I think going out of the Europa League here and limiting his chances of qualifying for the Champions League I think is quite a concern for him so I think he'll go full strength but what is full strength who knows yeah um, his full strength might be the 3 at the back it might be the 4-3-3 three, three, I'm not quite sure but maybe McTominay starts maybe he comes in could see that um, other than that I think it would be pretty much full strength but again who knows what full strength is who's our right winger is it James is it Greenwood is it matter both who knows so um, yeah, time will tell with that, and we will obviously discuss that and the, his, the Everton match this time next week. Anything to else? Anything else add on this podcast? No, mate, we're happy. Let's leave it there. We're happy. happy I've got to go clean myself. From the Martial encounter? Yeah, it was definitely not you exciting me. <laughs> okay, so again, thank you everyone for listening. Um, really appreciate all the support um, over the last couple of weeks when there's seemingly been no football, but it's starting to get back into the swing of things. 
I'm sure there'll be an international break to kick us in the nuts in the next week or two. When is the next international break? I'm sure it's, uh, it's, in, it's in March. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll March. be around the corner. Um, again, if you're holding your phone, which you are now listening to this, like us on whatever platform you got, iTunes, Spotify, and give whatever type of review and rating you can. It'll make Larry even happier than watching Martial replays on YouTube. Can confirm. So, um, again, thank you all for the support, and we will chat to you this time next week. Cheers. I'll get